0: This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Bluehost. Try the number one recommended web hosting provider with plans starting at just $3.95 a month. You'll get a free domain, free site builder, easy one-click WordPress installs, and 24-7 support. But what's just as impressive as what you get is what you don't get, as there's no contracts, no hidden fees, and no gimmicks. Go check them out at LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com forward slash Bluehost. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tome. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tome, and this is episode number 158, entitled tips for mowing small lawns. Well hello everybody and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and downloading those episodes as well as for the questions, the comments, the feedback that has been coming through. Like I said, I really do appreciate that uh, and as well of course for the podcast reviews that you guys have been leaving on iTunes. Um, that in particular uh, is uh, fantastic. Uh, it adds that social pre- Proof to the podcast for those that are searching through those uh, podcast directories like iTunes, uh, and they come upon a, uh, you know, my podcast and, uh, can see that, uh, you guys have left, uh, reviews for it. Uh, it really, you know, makes it, uh, you know, that social proof that th- the episodes are truly valuable, that you do find value in what, uh, I talk about each and every week. Uh, And just makes it, uh, you know, uh, easier for people uh, to click on that download button and uh, give the show a try. So like I said, really do appreciate that as well. Um, and just a reminder again this week uh, that I did put the uh, downloadable documents. Uh, I have made them available on the resources page of the Lawn Care Business Success website. You can find them at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash resources. And those of course are the eight page landscape maintenance contract uh, in Microsoft Word document format, as well as the eight page um, employee Handbook uh, that you can um, download uh, and uh, edit uh, in Word, uh, customize them, and use them in your own business. So, those are available there for a, a small fee uh, at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash resources. Uh, on that page as well, you'll find a lot of the uh, links to uh, some of the affiliates uh, that I have used uh, in my own lawn care business. So, uh, I'm going to play the podcast announcements and then we'll get into this week's episode in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact you instagram users out there be sure to follow me at lawn care business success and if you haven't checked out my videos yet well what are you waiting for be sure to subscribe to the lawn care business success youtube channel now i know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as i do so i've partnered up with audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice there's no long-term commitments and you can cancel any time and get this even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccesscom Success.com forward slash Audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so this week's episode uh came about because of the recent uh, amount of comments and questions and feedback that I've been getting um, from people who are uh, green to lawn care, the lawn care business, uh, and landscaping in general. Um, you know, a lot of you guys starting out your businesses or thinking about starting out a businesses, um, you know, may have had no previous experience mowing lawns, at least not, um, you know, uh, as a job uh, or as a way of income, you may have had experience mowing your own lawn, uh, and just quite, or, you know, experience maybe as a kid mowing lawns and things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, don't, uh, uh mow lawns professionally, let's say. So I thought it would be beneficial for me to just, uh, talk about how I approach, you know, res- small residential lawns as sort of the format or, uh, you know, the order that I do things. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully you guys that are new to uh, lawn care, uh, will be able to pick up, uh, some tips. Now, just a disclaimer. And just like all of the other episodes uh, that I have produced, all 158 episodes, as well as YouTube videos uh, and everything, you know, what I say um, is based on my experience over the past 13 years running my own lawn care business. This does not mean that this is the only way to do something. This is not, uh, gospel, if you will. It's more like gospel according to Julio. Um, and, uh, as the saying goes, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So I just wanted to make, you know, make sure that's clear for all of you guys out there. Um, you know, listening that, you know, I don't proclaim to know all the answers to everything, uh, or that I, uh, you know, am uh, the be all and end all when it comes to uh, lawn care businesses or anything like that, or some sort of, you know, a guru or something when it comes to lawn care businesses. Just wanted to make sure that you guys are clear about that. I basically can only share what I have learned through myself and through, uh, the same as you guys going out and looking for information on the internet, um, and just from experience, uh, the biggest one, uh, and, uh, just from doing it. And, you know, a lot of those things I have found, you know, work for me and I've stuck with them. It doesn't mean that they're always the best way to do things or that there's not uh, better ways to do or go about um you know that sort of stuff so I just wanted to make it clear for you guys just not because anybody has commented anything or said anything but just you know I, I always want to be aware um and you know forthright with you guys to make sure that you know that you know what I'm saying works for me in my conditions with you know the types of lawns that I do, but everybody's different. Everybody's types of lawns are different. Everybody's lawn care businesses are different. Uh, So just take, you know, what you pick from me, what you learn from me, um, and, you know, mix it with the other information that you're getting and just try things out. See what works for you. Experiment. Uh, You may find that, you know, something that you've been doing um, and that I talk about may help you, um, be more efficient or be quicker, but you may find the opposite. You may find that you have been doing something all along, uh, and you try, you know, maybe a method or something that I talk about and find that, you know, your way is better. Uh, so just, you know, keep it all, um, in, you know, the back of your mind, um, what do they say? Take it with a grain of salt, uh, and just, uh, you know, figure out what's right for you on your own. So with that being said, um, like I said, with the amount of questions and comments from uh, relative newbies to lawn care, I thought I would share uh, what I do. Now, as I said, just in context, so my lawn, small lawns um, or my business is predominantly Servicing small lawns. That is the majority of my income is small city lawns on the west coast of Canada, uh, just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. We get, um, you know, it is generally the Pacific Northwest region Uh, from here you know, all the way down, uh, through Seattle, uh, in the U S um, I would say that the weather is about the same. Um, you know, we get some nice stretches of weather in the summertime, uh, like we're experiencing now, but for the majority of the year, it is, uh, wet, cloudy, rainy, uh, most of the time. Uh, so, uh, and just keep that into uh, you know context as well, so with me in my business, I really do enjoy mowing small lawns. in fact, the smaller the better. I have been enjoying you know some slightly larger lawns lately and being able to use the thirty six inch turf tracer uh, but from a sort of profitability side, I would say the smaller the lawns the better, uh, as far as, you know, making a good profit goes. And the reason for this is I have found that, you know, where I live, there is a lot of density happening, a lot of, um, new neighborhoods going up. And because of the skyrocketing prices of property, the new, these new neighborhoods that are popping up, uh, the homes and the property sizes are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, you know, with some of them, the entire property may be 4,000 square feet, uh, and some even going smaller than that. And I call these shoebox homes, uh, because they are literally tiny little houses on this tiny little footprint. Uh, and when I pull up to one, just to sort of give you guys context here, and I pull up in my 2005 GMC Sierra, uh, HD, Uh, 2500, uh, it's a crew cab with a short box. My truck alone literally takes up the entire footprint of the width of these properties from property line to property line. And my trailer is now, you know, usually in the neighbor's, uh, you know, property, uh, as far as, you know, uh, you know, boundaries go. So that sort of gives you the context of these tiny little neighborhoods. And with these lawns, it can take me, uh, you know, five, 10 minutes at the most to mow. Um, just tiny little lawns with a 21 inch mower that you can just bang out quickly. Now, the nice thing about these is that they all fall under my minimum charge. For me and my business, it's $30 is my absolute minimum charge. So, you know, uh, as most of you guys who have listened to the podcast, you might know that, uh, my hourly rate uh, currently is $60 per hour. And that is generally about a dollar a minute. Uh, so when you look at a $30 line, you would think, Hey, that, uh, you know, is 30 minutes and that's generally how I price things out. Um, so 30, a $30 job, um, basically is me allowing for 30 minutes to do that job maximum. And then the price goes up to there, up to that uh, hourly rate. Uh, so these small ones that only take five minutes, 10 minutes to bang out um, are fantastic because I'm still making my $30 half hour charge, my minimum rate, Uh, for, uh, you know, going to that property and yet I'm spending, you know, five minutes. Um, I've had lots of these over the course of my business. Uh, and currently I still do service, uh, lawns like this. Uh, I have one, uh, the new one that I picked up this year, for example, that is, um, you know, so small that I don't even take the mower with me. I just take the trimmer and the blower. Uh, and then for this particular one, it works out great because the parking isn't great for this particular uh property. So I have to park uh, a little bit farther and walk, but I'm only taking the handheld blower and the trimmer with me to go do the job. And literally takes me about five minutes uh to do this lawn. And uh, you know, there's that uh, $30 uh, charge for that. Now those to me, are my favorite. They're the most profitable, but they come with a large drawback. And that is, again, um, as I mentioned with the width of the properties is the parking in those neighborhoods with having a, you know, crew cab, diesel truck, towing a trailer behind. It can be very difficult when you have that many homes in, you know, these little neighborhoods with tight little streets and every home, uh, you know, everybody's got their own cars and they've got, might have tenants in, you know, a basement suite or something like that, which, you know, they have cars too. So it can be very difficult at times to find parking for those. And that is the only downside to those types of properties. Um, the majority of my properties though are in the, I would say between 7,000 and 10,000 square foot size. Uh, that would be the majority, the bulk of all of my properties. Uh, and with those, parking isn't so much of an issue because again, larger properties, uh, quieter uh, neighborhoods, not as dense. Um, and, uh, you know, usually not an issue, uh, for parking with those. So generally how I approach, um, a residential lawn is that I will, you know, pull up to the lawn. I always plan my roots. Um, as you guys, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, that, you know, root density is important to me. So when I'm planning out my roots, um, you know, the order of the houses that I do, it all has to sort of follow uh, some sort of direction, whatever direction, you know, works for you. Sometimes I'm, uh, I start out farther away and work my way back home uh, towards the end of the day. Uh, But in either case, whatever, you know, works for me in that particular scenario, you know, even minute details, such as which side of the street a house is on can affect where on the schedule it goes on. Because if I'm driving, for example, in a certain direction, if I pull onto somebody's street to mow their lawn and they're on the opposite side of the street, and I would have to then maybe uh turn the truck around uh to pull up to their property if there's no parking on one side of the street, um, you know, or that sort of thing. That can affect where that house is done because, um, for example, uh, what I mean by that is if I'm uh, going and there's, um, you know, with parking generally on streets, you park uh, here in North America, you're parking on, uh, the right side, uh, of the street, um, for the direction that you're going on. You, you park on the direction. So if I'm driving uh, on a street, and the house is on my left side, uh, but I'm going, you know, in the direction where, uh, the parking would be on the right side, uh, then I will get that house on the way back, even though I'm passing it first, um, because it saves me the time, um, Or the trouble of having to cross the street with equipment and things like that when I can go, you know, mow some other lawns first and then when I'm circling back to come back around my route and I come to that house, now I'm parked on the right side where I'm parked right in front of the property and I can let my ramp door right onto the lawn that I'm mowing uh, and go about it that way. Now, this isn't always the case, you know, it's not always possible sometimes, um, you know, you have to park on the opposite side of the street. I have plenty of neighborhoods where there's no parking on one side of the street. So, you know, um, inevitably you're going to pick up clients that are on, you know, they live on the side of the street where there's no parking and you have to park on the other side and and move mores around. But if it's an option, that I'm always going to park on the side of the street that the house is on just for the efficiency. And I will, uh, like I say, plan out my routes accordingly. Um, now ultimately if I can, um, you know, plan my routes in basically kind of like a circle where I start off close to home, um, and, you know, maybe cover one whole side of the city, uh, working my way to the farthest house and then rounding all the way back, uh, and finishing back off in my neighborhood again, then, you know, that is what, uh, you know, I will do. And those are the most, uh, efficient and most profitable. So you want to be very, um, conscious of your roots where the houses are you don't want to be mowing a house and you know uh say in the neighborhood you live in and then uh, going out and doing another lawn and then coming back and doing another one in your neighborhood and then going out and doing another lawn across town and then coming back and doing so you want to make sure that you're planning your um routes accordingly. Uh, and the other thing that I do is, you know, you want to plan, uh, all of your clients on specific days. Uh, so I always organize my clients and only do specific neighborhoods within my city or even town, um, on specific days. So I'm only on a certain street, um, you know, on a particular day. Now, when you're starting out, you're going to get a lot of people requesting, uh, quotes on specific days. So what I mean by this, for example, is Fridays. Fridays is the most popular day for residential lawn mowing. Everybody wants their lawn mowed on a Friday. Everybody would get their lawn mowed on a Friday if they, um, you know, had their way, because then it's nice for the weekend. Um, so the, one of the ways that I get around this is I just don't mow any lawns on Friday, um, because of just the way I have my, uh, route set up. So what I have always done traditionally is, uh, had, um, Fridays that I don't mow. And I would mow when I started, uh, Mondays to Thursdays. Over the past years, because my root density has gotten so tight and I've built up all those clients closer and closer together, I've actually knocked a day off uh, and have been able to do more lawns in three days a week than I used to do uh, working the four days a week. So now I only mow Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday every year. And I've been doing this for the last three or four seasons now. So uh, I no longer mow on Mondays and I no and I still don't ever mow on Fridays. So I only mow in the middle of the week. Now, why does this make uh sense for me? Uh well, because number 1, um when a long weekend happens, um I don't ever have to reschedule lawns or push them ahead. Um you know, like I, uh, used to do. So if a long weekend hit on a Monday before it wasn't too bad because I never did mow on the Fridays. So I would push everybody ahead one day. So the Mondays became Tuesdays. The Tuesday became Wednesday. The Wednesday became Thursday, Thursday became Friday. And then the following week it would go back to Monday still would add a bit of confusion to a few clients. Most of them got into the rhythm knowing that, Hey, it's a long weekend. So next week, my mowing is a day later and then it returns back to normal, but there'd still be a few clients that wouldn't quite get it. Um, now the other thing is I rarely, I've talked about how, you know, for me, there is no real rain delayed type days. I don't stop in the rain. Um, and part of the success of this is that it's small residential lawns and that most of my lawns that I've been servicing are with a 21 inch mower. Um, so, you know, whenever there's wet grass and if there ever is clogs and stuff, it's easy to flip the mower over, wipe it down and you're back to mowing again. Um, so, you know on the rare occasion if it's just hammering down rain um you know i will obviously not mow in the middle of a torrential downpour uh but we usually don't get those for very long um our rain is just more of a constant uh just always wet uh type rain uh when the rain is sort of a heavier type rain season is usually in the winter months When, uh, you know, there's no mowing to be done anyways, uh, throughout the winter, um, as our winters are pretty mild, we don't get too much snow here. Uh, it's more of a heavier rain. Uh, so like I said, I don't really have to worry about those types of things. Uh, but throughout the year when it's raining during mowing season, it's usually a lighter rain, uh, that I can just, you know, continue and mow right through it. But occasionally when it does, you know, hit that really heavy rain, I'll wait it out if there's an equipment breakdown, same thing. I always have that one day that I can push things ahead. Now, the other nice thing about mowing only three days a week for me is that because I do a lot of other types of jobs, do pressure washing, do hedge trimming, all that sort of stuff. Those three days a week are solid. Customers know I'm going to be there rain or shine each and every week, you know, on one of those three days, whatever day that they have scheduled, I will be there. If they ask for hedge trimming, pressure washing, any of the other types of jobs, I never do those on mowing days. Mowing days are always just straight mowing, nothing else for those other types of jobs, that's where I will schedule those jobs throughout the rest of the season. So in the springtime, I'm doing my, uh, power raking. I'm doing all my aerations. Um, you know, I may be doing fertilizing, although fertilizing is the one exception, uh, as far as jobs go that I'll do on mowing days, because obviously, um, you know, if I've mowed a lawn and it's time to put fertilizer on it, um, then I will do the fertilizer right after I finish mowing because, you know, it'll take five minutes or, you know, an extra 10 minutes to uh, do the fertilizer. It's not like a power raking job or an aeration that's going to take a lot longer. Um, I just do, uh, I'll do the er, fertilization, you know, quickly there. Um, so, you know, that's the only exception to that. So all those other jobs I schedule on my Mondays and my Fridays. And the other thing is I never, you know, when I tell a client from lawn mowing, I tell them, you know, the day that I'm going to be doing, what day they're going on the schedule, either the Tuesday, the Wednesday, or the Thursday with any other job. I never tell them what day I'm going to do it on. That gives me the most freedom and the most flexibility Um, so I just tell them, Hey, I just, you know, if they ask me to do something or I, you know, see something that needs doing. And if I give them a quote, a lot of my customers don't even ask for prices. They just say, Hey, can you do uh, this particular job? Um, this, uh, past week, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you would have seen that I did, uh, a fence repair job, uh, for a client who had one fence panel that, uh, the, uh, bottom two by four that supports all of the, um, you know, uh, uh, slats of wood, uh, if you would, um, had rotted away. So the fence panel started falling apart and, uh, you know, they tried, uh, uh, you know, not being handy. They tried some gorilla tape, uh, to hold it uh, in place. And, uh, of course, uh, that, uh, didn't work out too well. So she just, you know, texted me and said, Hey, can you do fence repairs? And I said, yes, absolutely. And I sent her a picture of a couple of fence panels. Uh, it's pretty common here because of all the rain, um, you know, that, uh, the rain will run down the fence panels and that bottom two by four, uh, stays wet for long periods of time. Uh, and, uh, you know, soaks up uh, the water and, uh, it, uh, it's very common for those to rot. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll do fence repairs where I basically dismantle the fence, uh, panel, you know, replace that two by four. Sometimes I'll trim, uh, the bottom of each of the fence boards, uh, you know, by an inch or two to remove any of the bottom rot. And, uh um, you know, reassemble the fence with that bottom two by four. You know, an inch or two higher, depending on how much rot had to come off the boards, and put a bigger sort of kick panel type uh, board at the bottom underneath the two by four. Uh, and uh, you know, away you go. So this customer was no different. Wanted a fence panel repaired, and of course I was able to uh, do it on the Friday. Just didn't tell her what day I was going to do it. Just said yes, absolutely, I can do it. She didn't even ask for a price. Just said, hey, can you fix it? I don't want to replace the whole fence panel because then it's going to look. Uh, kind of goofy having one fence panel replaced, uh, when the rest of the fence is, uh, in, you know, still in very good condition. None of the boards are falling. Uh, everything's still, uh, nice and tight. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, just this one panel, um, uh, needs uh, some repair. So I was able to just, Hey, it's Friday. Uh, let me grab some tools. Let me grab some lumber and uh, head out to that customer's house and do that fence panel. And I was able to take my son with me and go out there and, uh, you know, get that knocked out in about an hour. Uh, So just fantastic. It lets, gives me that flexibility to fit those jobs in on those Mondays and those Fridays. Now, the other nice thing is now here, uh, with the season that I'm currently in, in summertime, um, is that, uh, most of my lawns will now go during the summer months. As most of you guys know, if you listen to my podcast, um, you know, I only offer weekly, uh, lawn maintenance. So I don't do lawns every 10 days. I don't do lawns every two weeks throughout the season. Every customer gets a weekly lawn mowing until the summertime. Of course, you know, here, because we have so much rain, throughout the year, it's not very common, uh, for people to have irrigation systems, uh, for their lawns. So that means that traditionally most people just have your generic sprinkler that you buy at the, you know, Home Depot and you put it on your garden hose and you put it out on the lawn. The problem here is that, uh, with water restrictions during the summer months, because it does get very dry and there's lots of forest fires and all that sort of stuff, the restrictions have been getting, uh, more and more restrictive. Uh, and, uh, so this means that, you know, mow or sorry, watering of your lawns, uh, during the summer months can only be done. Um, I think for this year it's been changing every few years, but currently this year it's two days a week and only between the hours of 4am and 9am. And it depends on your actual house address, whether it's a, an odd number or an even number, uh, sort of designates which days of the week that you can water. So as you can imagine, for most people, you know, on top of the, <clears throat> you know, just the uh, sort of burden of having to mow their lawn, a lot of people just don't care about their properties, about their lawns. Um, You know, the thought of having to, you know, wake up at 4 a.m. and to go turn on a sprinkler or to move the sprinkler uh, because it may not cover the entire lawn um, or to invest in uh, timers or anything is just, uh you know, not going to happen. Um, so, you know, we get a lot of dry uh, lawns and the majority of my customers, um, you know, do not water, do not fertilize. Um, you know, probably I would say at least two thirds of my client list do not, you know, have me fertilize, don't fertilize themselves and, uh, don't water the lawns. They just, you know, want me to mow the lawn. Um, and, uh, you know, in a lot of cases, if they could get away with me mowing, every two weeks or once a month, even, um, that's all they would want. And the only reason I will mow weekly, um, is because that's my policy that I don't, you know, do anything less than that. Um, so because of that in the summertime, as you can imagine, things get very dry. And of course, at this time, you know, I can't justify going out and mowing somebody's lawn every week. Uh, so, you know, Uh, for the majority of my clients, it goes down to mowing every two weeks. Uh, And uh, only the clients that I fertilize and water uh, continue on that weekly basis. Now, um, as you can imagine, because my roots are so dense and I've condensed to three days a week mowing, that means that on one week I'm mowing uh 3 days a week but on that f- next week when I call it my off week during the summer um I condense all of those clients that uh uh have the fertilizing and the watering and I do them all in one day it's a long day but I'll get them all done in one day so that I don't have to go out and mow uh, you know a second day that week and what I do is I'll because I mow Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursdays I condense those into uh, the one day a week and I'll do it on the Wednesdays. So my regular Wednesday clients who happen to be on that list, uh, they get their lawns mowed on that, you know, the same day each week, but for the, you know, handful of clients from the Tuesdays and the handful from the Thursdays, uh, you know, some of them get their lawn mode a day earlier and some of them get their lawn mode a day later on that second, you know, off week, uh, you know, every second week in the summer. Um. And, you know, this is an arrangement that has worked out generally really, really well for me, uh, because like I said, it, you know, sort of right in the middle of the week, um, I get all of those weekly, uh, clients done, uh, on a weekly basis throughout the summer and everybody else, um, you know, every two weeks for those, uh, July and August months in September, first week of September, everybody goes back to weekly, um, cause generally, you know, the rain will start again, uh, and, uh, you know, that's just sort of the pattern. Everybody sort of returns back to work. Summer break is over. Kids are back in school. Uh, so it all goes back to, uh, that weekly, uh, mowing schedule. Um, so the other nice thing about this is that, uh, if you think about it, you know, because I don't tell people what day I'm going to do those extra jobs on those Mondays and Fridays. Um, that also, and on that, you know, that second week every summer, um, it lets me or gives me the freedom to go away if I want to. So if, uh, you know, in the past, with my family, we have, you know, cause the kids are home from school. Um, my wife is, uh, off in the summers as well. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, generally we'll, uh, you know, we might go away. Uh, so we've had times where, you know, it's like a last minute decision. We'll be like, Hey, you want to go to Disneyland, uh, take the kids to Disneyland uh, next week or something like that. And we'll just, you know, go online, book some flights and go. Uh, because I know that, you know, for that on week, I can mow up to my Thursday, my regular mows that Friday. I haven't promised anybody anything. Uh, and that way, you know, I can book a flight if I wanted to out on a Friday that gives me the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, you know, to come back, uh, for that Wednesday mow or, I can have, uh, or arrange for, uh, you know, my brother-in-law, uh, to mow or take care of my clients. Uh, we'll do that occasionally, uh, where uh, we'll sort of take turns, uh, and, uh, you know, he'll come and just do that one day for me and mow, uh, my customer lawns on that one week. Uh, and then that way it gives me up to 10 days, uh, where I can go away, uh, without uh, you know, my customers, um, you know, even uh, missing a beat uh, before they all have to be done weekly again and vice versa. Sometimes I'll take care of, uh, you know, my uh, brother-in-law's uh, clients while he's away uh, on vacation uh, and take care of, uh, you know, his most important uh, clients that, uh, you know, absolutely cannot be missed. So that's just sort of, uh, you know, as far as the, uh, how I go about uh, planning the schedule. Now, as far as the actual mowing goes, Uh, what I do is, um, I always start off with the trimming. Uh, so when I'm, you know, going to the property, the first thing I do is I take out the trimmer. Uh, I will then hit the property, uh, with the trimmer and do all the flat, uh, trimming around all the perimeters. Now, there seems to be, you know, a bit of, um, a choice here. I've seen a lot of guys like to just go straight into the mowing first. Uh, and they say that, um, you know, uh, that way they're not excessively trimming. Um, because obviously you're, the mower is never going to get into every little nook and cranny, every little spot. So you do your trimming to get into those areas. So a lot of guys will argue that mowing first, then you trim because then it, uh, you can see what areas you've missed with the mower and you can trim with that I like the reverse. I always do trimming first. Um, and, uh, you know, after 13 years of doing this, I know what areas my mower is going to get into. I know the machine so well, um, that I, you know, I can trim those areas and I'm not excessively trimming. I know exactly, uh, those areas. And for me, um, you know, I just find it works best because, all of the debris that the trimmer creates is then cleaned up with a mower. You know, if you're mowing first and then you go to trim, then you're getting all that cut grass, all those trimmed edges and stuff onto the freshly cut lawn that you just trimmed. Now, remember keeping in in mind here that with my small city lots, I'm always bagging lawns. Um, So here where I'm from, Um, you know, every house has a green waste bin. They call it, uh, they're just these big, large bins with wheels on them. Uh, every house has three of them, one for recycling. Uh, so for your bottles and, um, you know, glass and cardboard and paper, all that sort of stuff that can be recycled. The, then there's a, uh, uh, black one for actual garbage waste. And then there's a, uh, blue bin or sorry, a green bin for the green waste. So everything as far as, uh, food scraps, vegetable scraps, um, all your yard waste, grass clippings, branches, all that sort of stuff can go in that bin. Now, the nice thing about the yard waste here is that it's unlimited. So if you fill up that green bin, you can also purchase, um, these craft paper bags. They look like the big, you know, brown lunch bags that you would have as a kid, uh, taking to school, except they're super sized, They're about the size of a garbage can. Uh, and you purchase them at home Depot. They usually come, uh, or, you know, any hardware store for that matter. You can also purchase them directly from the city. Um, I actually purchased them, uh, directly from the city. I can get them at any, um, uh, recreation center for the city. And the reason I purchase them from the city is that they're about half the price, uh, because the city, uh, sells them to the residents at the wholesale price, at what the city pays to have them manufactured. Um, so it's really, really uh, dirt cheap. It's, you know, uh, under two bucks for uh, a pack of five of these bags where you know, at Home Depot, you're probably under three bucks for, uh, um, you know, a pack of bags are about, you know, double the price. Um, so I always get them directly from the city. Uh, and I have them on reserve, uh, for those, uh, you know, heavier growth periods. If I need to, then I can, uh, whip out a bag there and uh, put the extra grass in there. Um, but the bins are very, uh, I would say they're pretty, pretty large. I haven't had too many times now, uh, ever since they went to these new bin system, um, that I've needed, uh, the bins. But like I said, the waste is unlimited as far as yard waste goes so you can put as much out there as you want uh and as far as branches and stuff go uh, as long as you tie them in bundles um where uh you know the garbage man can basically get out there and just toss bundles into the truck um you know you can have that unlimited as well so that has cut you know down a lot of uh my fuel costs uh hauling you know grass away and dump fees, which I were, uh, you know, had seemed to be getting uh, pretty out of hand. If you think about, um, you know, the combination of, uh, driving around most of the year with a trailer full of grass when it's always raining. So it's wet and heavy, and then having to pay based on weight to dump that grass. Um, it was getting pretty ridiculous with dump fees and stuff when I first started. And I was like, there's, you know, got to be a better way. And, uh, you know, I started, uh, just leaving all of the grass clippings at, uh, you know, uh, the customer's houses in their bins, uh, and bags before they even had the, the bin system. Uh, and I've been doing that now for, uh, you know, uh, 12 years of my 13 years. I think the first uh, year was the only year that I ever, uh, took grass away with me. And I was, uh, just thought to myself, um, you know, I'm not going to last in this business if I have to keep hauling all this heavy, stinky grass with me, uh, every day and having to go to the dump and waiting in line and paying these crazy prices for, uh, essentially all this, uh, you know, wet rain, water, saturated grass, uh, to dump. So, Like I said, for me, uh, use the green bins and it works out uh, fantastically. So after I do, you know, all of my flat trimming, like I said, I enjoy doing the flat trimming better. I think it's just a more efficient way of doing it. And because of the bagging, it just leaves it a cleaner look. So flat trimming first, I will then, if I am edging the property, do my edging next. Uh, so, Depending on the time of year, if it's the beginning, first cuts of the year, then I will take out a blade edger and do it. If it's ongoing weekly maintenance and the blade edging has already been done, then it's strictly a, uh, string edge that I do and maintain. And, uh, you would uh, not be able to tell the difference, uh, you know, and this, I can only say it comes with lots and lots of practice, uh, and a steady hand and some concentration, but, uh, it becomes, um, you know, basically just, uh, uh, the trimmer becomes, uh, basically an extension of your arm, uh, and, uh, you can, uh, edge sidewalks and driveways and stuff, uh, that have been previously blade edged. You can maintain them on a weekly basis, just nice and crispy, looks fantastic, uh, without any issues. So I do that. It adds a lot of, you know, efficiency for me because I'm not having to go back to the truck to get the blade edger uh, or anything like that. And for most of the season, I don't even take the blade edger with me for you know most of the season it's just the trimmer uh, a blower uh, the mower and if i have you know bigger properties that day then i will have the 36-inch walk behind with me as well uh and then i'll do that uh, blade edging so the next step uh, and i'm usually i always start uh with the front lawn as far as the trimming goes, because, Hey, that's where I've parked. I've parked on the front street. The front lawn is there. I am, you know, open the trailer, grab the trimmer. Uh, I go do the front lawn, the trimming, the edging, then I'll go to the backyard and do the trimming and edging in the backyard and then come out to the front. If I'm doing two houses side by side or three houses side by side, then I will do, uh, you know, the one house, I will do all of the trimming, uh, in the front yard, uh, and, you know, if it's a connected front yard, some of these houses will have sort of a shared front yard. Then I'll do, you know, the trimming of the second house front yard before going to the backyard. Uh, I just find whatever is the most efficient for that combination of houses. And I just go through all of them first with the trimmer. I do not go, you know, do just one house trimming, then mow it, then blow it, then go to the next, you know, grab the tool again and go back to, the, you know, walk to the next house and do it. I just hit all the houses with whatever tool it is that I'm using. So if I'm trimming, then I trim all those houses if there's uh, more than one house in a row. So after all the trimming's done after all of the edgings done, so I'm doing the sidewalk edging, I'm doing the driveway edging and any flower beds I'm edging uh, as well because the grass not only grows up but it grows uh, sideways into the beds as well. So I'll trim those as well to give them that nice crispy edge along the flower beds. Looks fantastic. Get that all done. So now all the edging's done, all the trimming's done. You've got, you know, two choices and I will, um, you know, play with these depending on the type of property or the growth of the lawn, uh, certain times of year. So for the majority of lawns, if the growth is not heavy, I will, um, mow next if the growth of those lawns is super super heavy like in the spring times then I will blow next Um, because what I find is with all the when you're doing all your flat trimming and your edging a lot of debris will end up on the sidewalks and driveways and what will happen is you'll go back you'll do your mowing and then, you know, you go to your last step to blow and your sidewalks and driveways are full of grass, uh, clippings and stuff from all the, uh, trimming and edging that your first step and you go to blow and now you're blowing all that onto that freshly cut and bagged lawn. And so now you got this debris on the lawn that was like, you know, perfectly, uh, uh, clean looking. Um, when the lawn is just going through its regular growth periods, it's not excessively growing. Then I will blow only at the end because the debris is nowhere near as much, uh, and the you know the uh, length of the uh, grass blades that you see on the uh, grass or sorry on the hard paved surfaces are a lot smaller. And when I go to blow them onto the lawn they instantly disappear into the lawn. They fall, you know, down through the grass blades into sort of the ground or soil surface. Um, but in the spring, like I said, if it's growing six inches long and you're trimming, you got these big, like six inch long grass blades all over the sidewalk and you mow the lawn and it's all crystal, you know, clear looking and pristine. And then you take your blower and blow all these grass clippings that are super long back onto the lawn. They're not working their way, you know, down into the soil and then it looks terrible. So, depending on the time of year, uh, this step I switch up as far as the blowing goes. Uh, but for I would say for the majority of the year and the majority of properties, I will blow at the end only. So, I'm trimming, edging, mowing, and then blowing. If I'm doing that, uh, step where I am blowing in the middle. So I'm doing my trimming. I'm doing my edging and then I'm blowing and then I'm mowing. I will still go back and blow again a second time just to get any sort of, uh, you know, things that the mower may have missed or sometimes you'll find, uh, that the mower will blow debris, uh, either from, um, the muffler uh, pointed forward sometimes it'll blow stuff ahead of you when you're finishing your run towards uh say a driveway or something some of the grass might get blown onto the lawn uh, or it just comes out the sides either way you know I'll touch it up again with the blower at the end if I have done the mow or sorry the blowing in the middle as well just to make sure uh that those lawns are taken care of now Keep in mind that if I'm having to do that, if I'm uh, blowing twice on a property, it's also, you know, a property that if is super healthy. It's one that's paying me also for fertilizing. And it's also one that is, um, you know, pretty high end if I'm taking that extra care, uh, and, uh, time to make sure, uh, that, uh, it is uh, pristine. So, um, just keep that in mind that these are also clients that are paying, um, you know, higher than those minimum, uh, prices as well, uh, for, uh, their lawn mowing. So I just like to take care of them, make sure that, uh, everything, is in order. Uh, so then, generally, uh, you know that uh, about uh, you know will do it. I will do uh, the same as I did before with the trimming, where I will mow the front yard first, uh, and then I will go back to the backyard uh, and do that lawn. And again, you know, if I'm uh, have multiple houses in that street side by side, then I'll do them in the same order as I did the trimming, as far as the mowing goes. Um, and, uh, then as far as the blowing goes, if I'm finishing off of the blowing, it's the same thing. I'll, you know, hit those front yards first, uh, then go back and wrap up all the backyards. Make sure, uh, all of my gates are, you know, locked and all that stuff before I leave, uh, and that everything, uh, is in order. Now, as far as the actual mowing part of it goes, when I'm mowing along with a 21 inch mower, like I said, the first thing I'm going to do on any lawn, uh, is I am going to mow the perimeter. So I'm going to go around the whole perimeter at least once, uh, sometimes twice, but generally just once around the perimeter. Uh, and I'm going to work, uh, normally, uh, I go in a, uh, clockwise, uh, fashion, uh, around the lawn, uh, and, uh, you know, go around it once, and then I start on the one end and I do, uh, my stripes back and forth. Uh, now I always, uh, try to, um, you know, keep my stripes. Uh, so if a lawn is contoured or curved, um, then, you know, I will, uh, generally, uh, you know, just, you know, make it so that all those stripes connect. So if there's a small little area or a little cutouts, I will just do little stripes there and then, you know, continue on, um, you know, until I sort of reach uh, the center doing full length stripes just so that it's all uh, continuing. You know, you can go around. It's not as efficient doing stripes uh, as it would be just to go around in circles uh, and work your way down towards the center, Uh, And, you know, and depending on the type of lawn you're doing, um, you know, maybe you want to do that. If there's a big, um, you know, something in the middle, uh, you might have a big flower bed or, you know, some obstacle in the middle that just makes it so much more efficient to just go around in circles. Um, but I find that it just doesn't look as nice. It doesn't look as polished. Um, and I think that's the difference between, you know, having a professional lawn service and having, you know, a homeowner do something. It's just that fit and finish, that end result, those, you know, uh crispy edges, all that sort of stuff. You know, uh, you know, what's the saying? The devil's in the details. So I always take my time to, you know, do the stripes where I can. Again, not always possible depending on, you know, the equipment you're doing, using, depending on, you know, there's lots of scenarios, but if I can, then Stripes is what they get, uh, just back and forth, uh, all the way through. And then I'll repeat that same process in the backyard. Um, now, you know, we all know about changing directions in the lawn each and every week, uh, to make the lawn healthier, This is something I will admit that I don't do, um, because with small lawns, it's very difficult to do and not very efficient. Uh, so I'm always just going for the look of, um, you know, the lawn. Now, for example, if I have a lawn that is like, uh, five feet wide, uh, say a section of a lawn that's five feet wide and 20 feet long, I'm always going to mow the stripes in the same direction. I'm always going to go, um, you know, uh, the lengthwise of it. Um, you know, the amount of time it would take to mow uh, stripes going in that five foot width back and forth, back and forth, it would just take forever to do when you could uh, just do the whole, you know, going lengthwise. Um, so not always, a f- you know, possible to do with the types of properties I do. If you're doing wide open lawns, big, huge areas, then of course you can do your stripes in different directions each and every week. But with small residential lawns, like I say, sometimes the lawns are just so small that, uh you know, you just can't go in opposite directions uh, and you can only mow in one uh, direction. Uh, so, you know, you got to do what's the most efficient, uh, and what is you know, what makes the most sense. Uh, but I always try to keep the stripes, uh, you know, that way it at least looks, uh, fantastic. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, don't ever get, uh, um, you know, any complaints. I've had a few customers over the years ask me about changing directions. Um, and, uh, you know, if they are, um, Asking, then I will try to change directions. I may not do it every week. Uh, like I said, because of course, like I said, sometimes it's just not possible. It just takes way too long to do, um, you know, a particular lawn. And a lot of times they're asking after the fact, after the fact that you've quoted already and you've given them a price and you've got in your head how you're going to do this job. And now they're asking you to do something or do it in a certain way that is going to add that extra time. Like I say, You know, I may try it, but uh, ultimately... It's, uh, you know, not going to happen because it's just not uh, the most efficient way to do that. Uh, so that generally wraps up, um, how I mow lawns, um, and how I uh, handle the small, uh, residential lawns, uh, that I have been mowing over the past few years, uh, you know, going on 13 years now. Small lawns have made up the majority of my properties. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, just sort of, uh, uh, going off of my own experience. You guys can pick up some uh, tips there. If you've never done uh lawn mowing, um, you know, professionally as a business, uh, that, uh, maybe you can pick up some tips on, uh, some of the things that uh, I've talked about here today. So, uh, that's it for this week, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.